0: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams.
1: John, how's it going? Oh, it's going well, man. Glad to see you. Glad to be back in here on another week in one of these hot, yeah.
0: sweltering Memphis days.
1: Humidity is top in the notch in the sense of the, uh, the belt, I guess you could say. That's right. I yeah. was
0: wearing jeans. I thought I was going to die yeah. <laughs> I was standing outside earlier. But it's good to be back, in, and it's good to have for another month Covenant Eyes sponsoring us for the uh, podcast and for The Narrow Road. That oh, They've yeah. been so good to us. and You know, guys, we talk a lot in The Narrow Road about if you want to live virtuous, if you want a virtuous life, then you have to actually start practicing virtue in your life. Well, with pornography, if you want to stop, you actually have to take steps to stop. You know, I've, I've struggled with pornography in my life. It's no secret. I've talked about it on here before. And one of the things that really helped me get past it was getting Covenant Eyes. And they mm-hmm. don't just do the software program where they're blocking you. That's, that's a great thing that they do. They keep you and your family safe. There's accountability. But they also invest in other things like Strive and other 21-day programs to help men not only just to block the usage of pornography, but to help them see a way to get out of it. So I just can't recommend Covenant Eyes enough, guys. If you want a free trial, you can go to start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. Um, There's where you can go and get a 30-day free trial, and you can figure out if it works for you or not. I guarantee you if you give it a try, you're going to figure out that this is something that you need in your life to help you stop, and that $15 a month or whatever they charge for your Mm -hmm. whole family is is going to be something you're not even worried about when it when you see the help that it gives you in your life. So go check that out. I also want to say that you know over the last few weeks we've been getting a lot of uh, speaking bookings. That's opening back up. I'm traveling again. So for anybody that has ever wanted to have me out to speak at the parish, or you've got a, a men's group in your parish you want to talk about getting started, or maybe you've got men in your parish that are they're they're showing up and doing a lot of things. Um, you know, to help, but they're not really in mass, or you don't see them living out their faith in the way that God calls us to. I love to go speak at parishes like that and events like that, men's conferences. So all of that is up and running again, and you can find me and, and book me there on the website under book me there. You can send in your information, and Amy, my my sister slash assistant, will get back with you, or uh, if I catch it first, I'll answer it. But uh, you can go go to that at justgownthepew.com slash book me. Uh, Last thing I want to say before we get started in the show is The Narrow Road. If you want help walking in virtue, guys, towards holiness, sign up for The Narrow Road today in the community. We continue to get constant text, emails, videos sent in about guys talking about the progress they're making in their spiritual life, that they're growing uh, in virtue, they're growing in their relationship with their family, and most importantly, they're growing in in their personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God the Father. And so if you want to be a part of that, you want to walk with other men, you want that help that gives you simple steps each and every day to put into your life to form good habits that will lead you towards virtue and holiness. You can do that by going to justagoutinthepew.com and clicking community and signing up there. Uh, we continue to grow every month and it's just a blessing to continue to send these things out. But, you know, speaking of that relationship and the relationships we're looking for in our life to live virtuously, you know, I, I was looking through some of the email lately and some of the constant or the, the common questions that are brought up by guys all the time. And the one that the Lord just really uh, spoke to me about in prayer about bringing up this week and talking about on the show was one that I get a lot, and I think it's because I was Protestant before, um, and you were a Protestant, mm-hmm. and we talk about a personal, or you were a Protestant, you're not Protestant right. anymore, don't want to confuse anybody there, <laughs> sorry, um, that we've talked about how important a, a personal relationship with Jesus is in our in our walk of faith. Uh, that's what we want to talk about. People have constantly sent in, is a personal relationship with Jesus a Protestant thing? Like do, Where does it belong in the Catholic faith? Is it needed in the Catholic faith? Is it Catholic at all? And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit today, and you know, it's something that's near and dear to my heart because I mean, I was I was Protestant for eighteen years, and we've all heard those words. I know you have too. If have you brought Jesus? Have you asked Jesus Christ into your heart to become your personal Lord and Savior? Are you and, saved, yeah. Are you saved? I all am. of that, yes. <laughs> and so it's very familiar language right. to us, but when you hear it in the Catholic con- uh, context, and, and if you Google this, you'll see all sorts of arguments and, and mm-hmm. papers that have been written, and all these things. Is, is do we need that to be Catholic? We have all this other stuff. Do we right. really necessarily need a relationship with Jesus Christ? And I would say in any faith, you know, any, any portion of the Christian faith, whatever denomination or anything you're in, yes, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing the person of Jesus Christ, truly meeting him mm-hmm. is important in that faith walk and it is as important in Catholicism as it is in any other, uh, right. you know, part of Christianity it's something that we need and it's something that Jesus invites us to you know he wants a personal relationship with you that's why when he went to when when people came to him and those first apostles and they 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 asked him questions or they went to meet him he said things like come and see follow me learn from me right it, those things they 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 suggest a to a wanting to build a relationship right come and see and learn from me let me show you let me teach you those are a relationship thing it's not just a a business transaction at that mm-hmm. point anymore, right? It's somebody that that wants to get to know you and wants to bring you somewhere specifically, right. and that takes relationship to do that. You know, he he desires us to know him, not just to know about him. That's the difference. I think there's a lot of people in the world in, in the Catholic faith and in, in the other versions of Christianity, the other parts of Christianity, I hate to say versions, but the other uh, faiths, denominations, what I'm looking for, yes. There's, there is a lot of people that say, well, I know Jesus. And they can list, you know, his miracles, and they can list mm-hmm. um, the things that he said or did in the Bible. But there's a difference between knowing the facts about somebody and knowing something, right? Mm-hmm. I can know everything Abraham Lincoln ever said as a president, but I didn't know him, right? right? I didn't, I didn't know him personally. And because Jesus, the words behind the person makes a difference. That's right, what the character is all about, right. Yeah. And and so. You know, it's the same thing with Christ. Like, we, we're we invited into this relationship with him, and he desires for us to know him personally, not mm-hmm. not just on the surface level, or the things that he did, or his achievements, but as a real person. I think a lot of times we can look at Jesus as, a, as another fictional character in a book, right? And he's not, he's a person that truly lived, that truly did everything that God asked him to do, and died for you and me, gave his life for you and me. And this is important, and it's important to have in our faith walk especially in evangelization because the passion we have in sharing jesus comes from knowing him right it doesn't come from knowing about him and you can look at the way that people might evangelize or witness uh, about christ and if someone's coming up to you and they're just saying you know i want to talk to you about jesus he's the son of god and you know he came to this earth and died for our sins and then he was resurrected so we could be with god forever and you know he did things like the, the miracle of fish and the loaves and he walked on water and he doesn't sound very engaging, right? It mm-hmm. sounds like somebody that's, that's got a list that they've memorized that's going door to door to tell you about the accomplishments of Jesus Christ. Whereas somebody that says, look, Victor, I know that you've been looking for something in your life, and I know that, that you may not know what that is, and you're feeling this or this in your life, you know this way or that, but Jesus Christ can help you with that. He helped me with that, and let me tell you about what he's done in my life. And you start to speak about Jesus as you know him, right? When you're telling somebody about how great your wife is or how great your friend, best friend is or, or your dad or whoever, you're speaking with a passion about that knowledge of them and who they are. And that's why people go, you know what, I really want to meet that person, Mm -hmm. they sound awesome. I can't wait to meet your wife, I can't wait for my wife to meet your wife. Mm -hmm. Versus, okay, well you just listed off her work achievements and all this stuff and she sounds real nice. Can't wait to meet her. There's a difference there and Mm -hmm. it comes from that knowledge, that intimate knowledge of Jesus Christ. And most people that have that, you can tell that they have truly met Jesus. There's been an experience in their life where they've come to know the person of Jesus and his mercy and all of those things. So. That's what I want to talk about a little bit today is just this need for a personal relationship, where it falls in the Catholic faith, what the church thinks about it, and what we can look at that Jesus has given us in the church to show us how personal he wants that relationship to get.
1: I always find it interesting how a topic like that would be can be divisive, you know, like like we're all kind of like part of the same body, right? And and the thing is that we try to like, same thing with baptism, is, mm-hmm. it, is it immersion or is it sprinkled upon, you know, or or you get baptized uh, at 13 or whatever you know we all have these each denomination has their own line in the sand saying this is what we believe we're not going to change sure okay fine but don't don't castigate like, castigate aspersions on other people who may see feel differently on on those small aspects of the faith but the larger part of the faith we're all concluded to, get to know who christ is right and what you're saying is like it's difference between believing in god and, and knowing god a loving sure. god right i mean that's the thing is we find ourselves in the sense where we say, oh, I believe in God, but I don't practice, or I don't really show the, how much I know God by the love that I've received from Him to changing my life and helping in other people's. Sure, And that's that process of change, that when Christ really calls upon you and you call upon Christ to meet a leader of your heart, that's yeah. a dynamic you know, change. That happens within you. Well, it
0: really makes me think of that line uh, from Jesus loves me. You know, whenever we say Jesus loves me, this I know. Yeah, and we it just rolls off the tongue because we've been saying it forever. But do you truly know it, right? Do you know that Christ loves mm-hmm. you not not just everybody else but you, but you specifically? And and how does He love you? And and what does that what does that um, look like in your life? And and how are you loving Him? Like this is this is a real and true relationship in our mm-hmm. life. It's not some fictional thing where we just go, oh, yeah, I know He loves me, and that's yeah, just because He died for me. You know, no. There's there's so much more that he wants you to come yeah. out of your brokenness, out of your wounds. He wants to give you peace, and he wants to to just shower you in love, and and and, and understanding, and hope, and mercy, and all of those things. But you know, and, and he and he leaves us clues to this in the scriptures, right? I mean, he he says things like in John 15:15 15, 15, I never call you I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father I mean that's out of Jesus's mouth you now he's talking yeah. to the disciples but we're modern day disciples if we've been baptized if we've chosen to to be catholic or to follow Christ in any way then we are supposed to be disciples of him. So this isn't just him speaking to them, this is him speaking to us, is I have told you these things, we know these things because he told the disciples and they were put into the scriptures and now we know that we have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to us in the same way, I call you my friend, right? This isn't a business relationship, this isn't a long distance thing. Jesus looks at us as friends, right? And so we need to realize that, that that's what he desires us to be, is, is that friendship and that, that brotherly relationship with him. Um, he also says things through Saint Paul, like yet I know, I, yet I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. In so far as I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who has loved me and given Himself up for me. That's a guy who understands like my relationship with Christ is He's in me mm-hmm. and He replaces me and it's, it's through him that I truly learn who I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to live. This is what that personal relationship should look like and that's what Paul had that personal account, encounter with him on the road, it wasn't some sort of massive change in doctrine or anything, he had an encounter with the risen Lord. And it changed him. When he met him, he was never the same again. And that's what it's like when you have a, a, an encounter and develop a personal relationship with Jesus is everything changes in your life. And it's because of that relationship and that new knowledge that you have of him mm-hmm. that you you hope to grow each and every day through your spiritual habits and your practices that, that allows you to get to that point in your life. But. Jesus says himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. That's again Jesus calling us to into relationship with him. Look, I want you to be reconciled with the Father. I want you to be in, in eternity with, with my Father and I forever, but the only way you're gonna do that is coming through me. What does that mean? How do I go through Jesus? It's to know him, to come into relationship with him, to love him, and through loving him, we see the Father and we begin to love the Father. And so we see in scriptures there that, that just in those three simple verses, what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, what it should do in our life, transform us the way that Paul talked about and the way that it should show us the Father, which is the ultimate goal that we want in life is, is a knowledge and a relationship with the Father
1: as well got your story time sorry <laughs> go so ahead, go father ahead. so I, father alar who i listened to he's from the divine mercy uh center here in, in the uh, us america yeah chris yes. father chris yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so he told a story i was listening today about a husband and wife and they came to him and told him about it afterwards where she wanted him the husband to come with her during adoration well he said well i got stuff to do you know aaron's run all that stuff she really wanted him to do that well the thing is she, he, his response was god knows i love him Okay, fast forward, use later. He has surgery, like orthopod, you know, someone's knee, you know, orthoscopic, nothing sure. really serious, but something happened where he had to be, you know, uh, inpatient overnight, you know, admitted to the hospital. Well, he was like saying, Hey, are you going to come and visit me and all that stuff? You know, uh, they got me, there, they're admitting me to the hospital. Well, she was like, and in a moment, you know, father says that the Holy Spirit gave her wisdom saying, Well, you know, I got to do some errands, I got to pay some bills, you know, all this stuff. And then he goes, Don't you love me? She goes, and it pauses. Mm-hmm. And he goes, ah, okay, I see what you're saying. You know, the thing is, we all know that God, we love God, but, but he wants us to be able to, to visit him, you know, mm-hmm. to be present with him in prayer and everything else, you know. And that's the thing is I think we, we busy ourselves so much, is what you're saying here, is that we, we, we come to a sense of where we don't have the full knowledge of what, how much God loves us. Yeah. And then once that switch happens, then we want to be with him. Right. You know, we desire to be in front of him we desire to him to hold us you know in the moment of what we're dealing with
0: well and that's the thing any relationship in our life that we want to grow we want to nurture we want to be closer to like whether it right. was your your wife when you were dating or a, a really nice great friend you've been waiting for a long time in your life and, and they show up and you just want to be around these people mm-hmm. and you want to spend as much time as you can to grow in relationship with them they just almost complete you in a way well, the way your wife does the way a good friend can Right um that's what jesus wants for us right he wants to be that completion of what's missing in our life right that that giant hole he wants to fill in our hearts and you know the catholic church talks about this a lot you know when people say is it catholic well this is the part of the show you may want to listen to because you know there are so, there are all kinds of of magisterial documents and papal encyclicals that use the phrase personal relationship with mm-hmm. jesus exactly you know, and I'll share some of those now. Like, first of all, one of them um, was from, I don't have a quote on this, but it's from the decree on mission of the church from the Second Vatican Council where it, showed, where it says personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus in there. Here's some from some popes and some saints. This is from Pope Benedict XVI. We are only Christians if we encounter Christ. Of course, he does not show himself to us in this overwhelming, luminous way as he did to Paul to make him the apostle to all peoples but we too can encounter Christ in reading sacred scripture, in prayer, in the liturgical life of the church. We can touch Christ's heart and feel him touching ours. Only in this personal relationship with Christ, only in this encounter with the risen one, do we truly become Christians. That's from Pope Benedict XVI, Mm -hmm. okay? So here's another one from him. Many people perceive Christianity as something institutional rather than as an encounter with christ which explains why they don't see it as a source of joy Mm -hmm. now he's pointing out when we're looking at these things strictly as institutional things as just you know knowledge or box checking and all those things we're missing out that source of joy that should be that relationship with christ um it is i would say that it is the why of our faith right like we the catholic church is really good at showing us the where the what the when the how but the why behind all of that, the why for the need of all of that, the why of, of of the beauty and the goodness and the truth of the Catholic Church, is all to point us to a relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. That's what it's for. It's why we do everything. It's why we have everything. Everything in Catholicism is there to help you grow in your love for and your relationship with Jesus. Everything. So, that's what we have to understand is the why of our faith is that relationship with Christ. And, and that's what Pope Benedict was trying to get across there as well. Now. Here's one from uh, St. John Paul II. It is necessary to awaken again in believers a full relationship with Christ, mankind's only Savior, Only from a personal relationship with Jesus can an effective evangelization develop. Now that's what I was talking about earlier, where that passion comes from, and the difference of trying to talk to someone Mm -hmm. successfully about Jesus Christ, is this knowledge, when you know somebody, and you're excited by them, and you love them, you speak about them in a different way than someone who is just simply reading off and and, and rolling off facts about someone who doesn't have that intimate knowledge, has the book knowledge, if you will, of them, but not that heart knowledge, the head knowledge and not the heart knowledge. So JP2 there is also calling us back to, as he says, they need to awaken again in believers. He's saying so many of us have not understood this, that we've walked away from that personal relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. and we're simply uh, focusing on other things beside it. But this needs to be the the focus in our faith, is that relationship. Now, I'll give you one more, and this is from uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa. I worry some of you still have not really met Jesus, one to one, you and Jesus alone. We may spend time in chapel, but have you seen with the eyes of your soul how he looks at you with love? Now that's what she was saying to her own sisters. Yeah. Was saying that she worried that you still I, you still don't know Jesus. Look at everything they had gone through, their vows, the, the progression to become a sister, all of those things, the, the things they'd given up, and she's still questioning, do you love Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And I think that's where we are in the world today in a lot of places, is, is there's a lot of us going to church, there's a lot of us going through the motions, but have we really, open our hearts to that personal encounter with jesus christ
1: well i mean and kind of segue and piggyback what you're saying is that for for most of us who have a job whether we promote our job or or we sell whatever Mm -hmm. you and i are both in sales in some form we knew the product in and out right yeah so if we came to them and just read off the flyer i mean are you thinking they're going to buy from us because obviously we don't know the product we're trying to sell them right that's and where that's, my good looks helped. No, I'm just oh, kidding. There you go. But but that's what I'm saying is like <laughs> just most kidding. most of us know our company better than we know sure. Christ. Yeah. And and Amen. that's that's something that we really have to change is like where we where do we spend our time? You yeah. know, obviously jobs important, family's important, but but all that time that's invested, you know, if we divvy it up, how much is it really per day that we spend time reading or praying? Yeah. You know? And we're just contemplating Christ and God in our life. I mean, we have to kind of kind of take i guess the inventory of kind of what's going on like uh your buddy uh paul kreff kreff uh, peter peter, Dr. peter. sorry yeah. sorry sorry doc <laughs> i butcher butchered your name but but he said something a long time ago i think you told me where we all have rooms within our minds or our heart right and sometimes we have to evict a tenant that takes up room for what sure for what we Christ need to believe to yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be. so that's, mm-hmm. that's what i'm going with yeah,
0: yeah no it's, it's it's a really great point and i think most of us it's when you get asked what's your relationship like with Jesus, there's like the warning bells go off and yeah. it sort of get defensive because we know that even the even the best of us that are out there spending time with Christ always have more room to grow. Mm-hmm. But it is a question I think that all that, that upsets a lot of people because there's that knowledge of what you said. I spent all my time doing all these other things, and what we have to realize is what of those things are going to get you to heaven, right. not not how how hard you worked at your job and all those things. It's going to be how hard you worked at growing your relationship with mm-hmm. Christ. And so I want to take a minute here. To really talk about some of the most important things, I wanted to get across in this episode. And if you don't think that that a personal relationship with Christ is emphasized by Christ in the Catholic Church, then then you're wrong. Because all we have to do is look at the sacraments to see that, right? The sacraments are, are God's desire to be with us personally it, it's just i was thinking about this in prayer as, as this question came up you know we could start with baptism i mean just baptism alone god wants you to know you're adopted into the body of christ he doesn't want you to have any concerns that you're not a part of the family a part of the body of christ that you received as a beloved son or a daughter he knows how bad we feel about the mistakes that we've made and all those things and and how we can feel rejected or or maybe that we wouldn't be wanted by him, and so he confirms it in baptism, and I know if you're born a Catholic, that's at a very young age, but he bestows upon you then the gifts of the Spirit and all of those things in order to to lock you in, to bring you into that relationship, and it's all done mirroring what he did for Jesus at Jesus' baptism, right? You are my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Now we hear that because of what Jesus did for us. So baptism right there, the first sacrament that we experience in our life is, is God saying, you're welcome here, you're in my family, I want you, mm-hmm. right? I claim you through that baptism. You know, confirmation is what comes next, and that really doubles down on baptism. I mean, I know that you, you receive the Eucharist at a younger age, but just to continue on the baptismal uh, part here, uh, c- confirmation doubles down on baptism. It brings an increase in deepening of baptismal grace. It renders our bond more permanent. That's from Catechism 1303. It seals us with the Holy Spirit. It protects and guides us. It's a sign of his love and desire for our safety is what that is, right? Even after we get to that certain age, God says, do you want to be with me, right? Because I want you. And, and if you want to be with me and you're confirming that you want to be with me, then I'm gonna seal you with the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna complete the the, the the transition of the Holy Spirit into your heart, into your life, and it's gonna keep you safe and it's gonna keep you close to me and give me give you the power you need to live the life that I've called you to, right? That is a personal God who does everything he can to protect you and to call you his own through those two things. You know, you look at reconciliation. I mean, think about this, man. God loves you so much that he wants you to know that he forgives you no matter what it is that you've ever done, and he wants you to know it so deeply and so personally and so surely that he physically places a person in a room that is in the persona of uh, Christi, the person of Jesus Christ, so that you physically hear that you're forgiven. Right. That is a God who wants to personally tell you, you're forgiven. I love you. I love you so much. I don't want there to be a doubt in your mind about this. So he does that. He puts somebody physically in that place to tell you that. I mean, that's that's amazing to nice. me to think about. The Eucharist, all right? God loves you so much he desires to be one with you. He wants to you to take him into your body. The, the 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 bread the wine the body the blood he wants that to be a part of you he wants you to consume him so that you can be one and he wants to give you his strength daily he knows how hard it is out there to live this life but he gives himself each and every day multiple times a day across this world so that we know that we're his that we, it doesn't get any more personal than than taking in his body and his blood into our body you know this is something that I think we lose in the daily you know, uh, repeating of going to Mass, but this is what Christ wants, is to be completely and totally one with us. Uh, Marriage, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. That's one of the first things God said. He gave us someone to shoulder the burdens with, to do this life with, and to grow in our faith with, so that we can be completely there together and be with him forever. God is in the middle of all of our marriages, and, and that's another way that he finds us in a personal way. The anointing of the sick. By the anointing of the sick and the prayer of the priest, the whole church commends those who are ill to the suffering and glorified Lord that he may raise them up and save them. Catechism 1499. This is an opportunity that if you come up upon a place where you're sick or you're on your deathbed or whatever, he still is doing everything he can to anoint you, to bring you home to him, right? To, to, to do whatever he can to, to be with you right forever and this is a God this is a personal God he's reaching out through all of these things and touching you personally and inviting you to know him and to be one with him in all these ways and then the mass he invites us to the heavenly banquet to the supper of the lamb where heaven and earth meet multiple times a day you're invited to the greatest party of all time to the greatest event of all time and we're doing it because God desires this for us that he wants us to see and believe this with all our heart. He wants to shower us with truth and goodness and beauty, to know all one thing, that he desires a personal relationship with each and every one of us, that he created us, he loved us into existence, and he wants us to know that, and he wants us to walk in that, in that knowledge, in that personal love of him as well. So, I mean, it just blows my mind when I think about all that, that, that God has done in the Catholic Church to give these visible signs, like that's what a sacrament is, an outward sign of God's grace, so that we know without a doubt that he loves us personally. It's not about just the whole, it's also about us individually as well. We are one body, but he wants every part of that body to know that each one of us are special to him and that he loves us. So. You know, if you're a guy out here that's looking to develop a personal relationship with Jesus, you know, join us in the narrow road. This is what we're doing. We're walking in virtue and holiness. We're reading scripture every day. We're praying. We're doing opportunities for grace charts where we're going to adoration, confession, daily mass, all these things that God has put there for us, these sacraments and all these other ways so that we can continue to grow in a relationship with him so that we can love him and know him and share him with others and so that we can become the same men or the men that he has called us to be. So you can do all of that. You can find the narrow road at just a guy in the and the community button and sign up there. So, all right guys, I hear that music. Is having a personal relationship with Jesus Catholic? Yes, it is. So go spend time in the sacraments and find out for yourself. He's waiting for you there. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we have often been told that having a personal relationship with you is a Protestant notion and is, and is unnecessary for a Catholic to possess. This could not be further from the truth. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to your desire for a personal relationship with us. And Jesus, whenever we find ourselves doubting that you desire to know us, point us back to the sacraments to show us just how personal you want to get. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at Just a guy in the pew at gmail.com.